Welcome to the Bonanza Boys. We're back. It's our trade deadline episode. We had a whirlwind of activity, not uh, too dissimilar to what's currently going on in the NHL. I'm your commissioner and co-host, Manager Steele. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Manager Matt. How you doing? Steele, doing great. It was a flurry of activity, especially <laughs> on deadline day, like leading right up to midnight. Um, we've had, uh, I think we had a pretty active year last year, but I think this one, uh, yeah. may come close to taking the cake, j- at least in terms of quantity of moves. I think a lot of fun yeah. out there. Yeah. I'd say probably a higher quality of picks were traded last year. Uh, but, uh, people were not shy with the double digit picks flying left, right and center. Yeah. Who knows? Those, those mid to late rounds are just a crapshoot anyways. So people are just, uh, if you can get a little value for them as a contender might as well. Might as well. So we'll start off with our, uh, I would say, main seller of the the session here, who has uh, taken trades left, right, and center. Manager Michael with Hurtin' Car, Call McCar. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you know you know what that's from, right? I'm like, there's is a, it like what better call Saul or is it just a commercial? No, there's a, there was a, there's a lawyer. I think there's a lawyer maybe in Buffalo or Toronto. And it was like, <laughs> it was, he, his saying was always hurting a car call William Matar. Uh. <laughs> so Michael's just tried to jam that name in there with the character <laughs> limit and has left out all the spaces between. Uh, so hurting a car call him a car. That's well, what, uh, I mean, with our other name change there, it looks like it's like six, you know, almost double the length. Yeah, I don't know uh, what. But, uh, uh, I I don't know why he. Maybe he, there's like a limit on the mobile app or something. Because I, I tried to like change that. the real slim Brady. I, I I feel like I originally wanted something longer, and I and I couldn't. I don't remember. Anyways, um, definitely. Yeah, he should fix the grammar there because Brandon's new name change: DJ Zabanajad Kaner and Breadman is a mouthful <laughs> for whichever one of us has to say that on the matchups. <laughs> <laughs> and that is harkens back to his previous name of Kaner and the Breadman when he had Patty yeah. Kane as his keeper. I'm I'm guessing he did hit the character limit as he did not cl- include the the on Kaner and the Breadman. But uh, we'll <laughs> we'll we'll get back to that trade section of our episode. Uh, probably his biggest trade here. This one involved uh, keeper level players. We had. Uh, Josh Manson, JT Miller, and a 13th rounder traded to manager Mitch in refer- return for Dickinson, Kale McCarr, namesake, and round, fift- uh, round 15 pick. Uh, I know both of us were pretty surprised to see McCarr moved, especially for, uh, I guess, a-, a risky keeper player of JT Miller. I know he's had some great performances, but not necessarily a top 10, top 15 stalwart guy that you would think of at least. Yeah, and Makar is has to be the number one keeper defenseman. I, I would I would think uh, with his performance last year, he's concussed right now and out of the out of the lineup. I'm uh, hearing he may return as I guess it looks like Wednesday, um, March first. But yeah, I was surprised to see that because I've sp- I've spoken to Mitch in the past, not recently, mind you, about Makar because he's just so. He's so electric. He's so much fun to watch. I'm like, who wouldn't yes, want him as yeah. a keeper? So, and I know Michael had talked to him earlier this year, and I think uh, Mitch was pretty fast in his uh, his shutting down. So I was surprised to see him go. I mean, Miller had been on a tear since Horvat left. Um, like he must have been top. He must have been a top ten or top fifteen player. Now he's out week to week, which is Mitch. Uh, yeah. Mitch's trade acquisitions are dealing with some injury troubles. Um, he's got, I think Dolan is out. Uh, he was day to day. He's missed a couple of games and um, acquisition JT Miller is out. I know he said Mitch also talked about potentially keeping McAvoy. He said, because he had McAvoy, he was happy. Yeah. He to, felt not happy, but with, yeah. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I don't think McAvoy would be the keeper. I think, I think he's thinking JT Miller will be. Um, yes, but uh, no, I do like this one for manager Mitchell or Michael. I'm obviously biased, but I, I you know, I think Yossi's still at uh, number one D with those uh, block and shot numbers. But um, yeah, big trade. I, I think, uh, Ed, you know, it's because they're different circumstances. I like it for manager Michael because he upgrades his keeper and he doesn't really care what happens this year. Um, obviously, Mitch is going for the ship 
and uh, that that definitely hurts with Miller week to week. So uh, I see why both teams did it, but uh, I like it better for manager Michael. Yeah, and I guess Mitch did get Josh Manson back, who yeah. has been really good over the last week and a half or so um, for the Avalanche as well. But uh, yeah, I've spoke to Michael about it. He has wanted Makar for a while. He... I remember we, when we did our draft at the beginning of the season, he had another draft the same night beforehand <laughs> and he did everything he could to take Makar. He was like, what are the chances I get Makar at the turn or something? I was like, no chance. <laughs> he's not making it to 11 or 12 or whatever it was. So I'm sure I know he's stoked to get Makar and the McDavid Makar keeper combo heading into next year. Um, I don't even know who his third one is, but uh, he's got to be happy about uh, those two. Off. Right, right. Kaprizov, who, you know, Kaprizov has been a beast for the last couple of years. So it, uh, that's a definitely a stellar uh, keeper trio, I'd say. Only one year to get the most out of them, though. And then they return to the free agent pool. Indeed. Uh, we'll head on to our next one as he has multiple here. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury and around 15th and 17th. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, there's so many trades on this page, so yeah. it's tough to keep them track. Uh, so we had Mark andre Fleury and a 17th uh, traded to manager Jags in return for a 15th, uh, previously acquired for manager Jeff. I uh, hope you have your pen and paper at home to keep uh, track. Uh, this one, I like it for Jags, like very, you know, a 15th to a 17th for Fleury. I know he's not necessarily the number one goalie in Minnesota, but uh, if you needed a cheap goalie, that's a... I think that's that was as a, cheap a as you can get. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we had uh, 18th and Devin Tays traded to manager Matt Poppy uh, in turn for that aforementioned Josh Manson, who was his waiver wire pickup and our 17th rounder. Um, again, that 18th rounder was previously uh, manager Jeff's. But uh, mm-hmm. I honestly, I, I kind of thought Manson is going to be better than Tays for the rest of the season uh, i'll be like inter i guess i don't know just looking at a peripheral standpoint uh will be interesting to see what happens there. i guess it depends if you need shots and points more than hits and blocks but uh yeah no, so far uh, he has everybody... been yeah yeah i, I kind of wanted manson yeah um, um and michael really uh he was in full-on sale mode he was give me was. anything for these yeah. players and we'll make it happen. He was uh, not trying to tight. It didn't seem like he was trying to tighten the screws on any of these deals um, from the outside looking in. And then we had uh, Tristan Yari, Patrick Kane and a 19th traded to manager Brendan in return for an 11th. Uh, well, I think it's a, you know, giving up an 11th and getting Yari who, has been a Band-Aid boy, but uh, has been decent when he's in. Uh, in Pittsburgh, I know they're pretty hot and cold on their streaks, but I'd say overall, uh, you know, they're, they're going for it with their core. And then Patty Kane, I don't think he will produce as... Oh, I, did he really only have two goals? I feel like they're not showing stat lines here on the, uh, the game log because he definitely had a hat-trick plus a couple nights in there. But anyways, I digress. Yeah, you're right. Uh, he did. Uh, yeah, we had pa- Patty Kane. Uh, now he's on the Rangers. Should be good. I don't. I you know. I imagine his point total will drop from it. You know, he's not going to get you know two three points a game. I don't think, but he should be good for manager Brendan down the stretch. And he shouldn't be minus twenty three, which he is to date <laughs> on the season. Likely. Those poor Blackhawks. Um, they they're the Michael equivalent in the NHL. They have sent. Yeah. Uh, They've traded everyone so far, but uh, I, yeah, I like that trade for Brendan as well. Patty Kane, and keeper level, really keeper yeah. level player as of you know a year ago. Um, reunited with Panarin, most likely, um, and Tristan Yari has been like a you know a top hundred player um, when when healthy, and he gets the majority yeah. of the starts in Pittsburgh. So to just give up an eleventh for that. Um, what is that? Yeah, no brainer. Eighth rounder. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good one for Brendan, I think. But also, you know, Michael was clearly trying to prepare for next year, so you got to give him some credit too for, you know, initiating all of these trades and 
getting some value out of his players rather than just sitting pat and floating past the deadline. Yeah, definitely forced, I think, anybody who is contemplating to be a buyer uh, into into buying more so than they thought. Um, yeah, manager Brennan's very overloaded or exposed to the Rangers, so uh, I assume he will do great and poorly depending on how they do night to night. Uh, next up, we had Martin Fervery uh, from the <laughs> Washington Capitals traded to, uh, or he acquired Fervery, sorry, an 18th rounder from manager yeah. Jeff. Uh, Jeff received Jeff Petrie, TJ Oshie, who's been great for him, and a 20th rounder. Um, once again, like 18 to 20, Petrie's got some pretty high upside. Uh, I think manager, did manager Michael drop like 35 or 40 bucks on him? Uh, when he got dropped, and he's been he's been good down that last stretch. Looking at the game log, Oshi uh, was doing great against me last week. So great tra- trade for manager Jeff, I think, uh, at a once again a very cheap price. Yep, that's the refrain for uh, manager Michael's uh, his his deals on the deadline. I think um, it's just getting at anything he can. And a, a good deal for Jeff, I agree. I didn't realize Oshie had been doing so well. So Yeah, um, yeah. And Petrie's been pretty good, and you never know about Latang's health. So um, it's a fickle situation there. Good for Petrie, though. Indeed. And then we had another trade with manager Jags, uh, who got Aaron Ekblad, Tanner Jeannot, and an 18th rounder, and he gave up significantly less than... Uh, what Tampa Bay gave up for Juno in real life as he yeah, uh, Harvey Pinard, who I think he's been good. Uh, looks like he's kind of dropped off a little lately on the perfs, at least D'Angelo, who I think has been really terrible lately. Um, and an 11th rounder. So pretty much two waiver wire pickups for, and an 11th for Ekblad and Juno. Um, yeah, I don't think Juno's exactly lived up to, what everybody hoped he was going to be again this year. Uh, he's got a lot of pointless games, and obviously that's nice to have with his hits. And same with Ekblad's been injured a bunch, um, as well as man, he doesn't. He's been hurting on the points side as well. So uh, I I didn't love this one as much for manager Jake's, considering what other people were getting for uh, for the eleventh rounders and stuff like that. But not bad at all. Yeah, and I see Jano at least on daily faceoff. He's on the third line with Nick Paul and Ross Colton right now. So, um, and not on yeah, either power scoring. play unit. So he's not brought. He's, he hasn't been brought in to score goals because didn't he have like twenty five last year with Nashville? Yeah, something like that. Um, he just kind of came out of nowhere. And uh, next trade, which is the highest pick uh, that manager Michael received. Uh, as he sent Charlie McAvoy and an 11th rounder to manager Mitch in return for Nick Paul and a seventh rounder. Um, maybe in high, like, I mean, I guess seven to 11 is not a huge gap. Yeah. And McAvoy has been, uh, I mean, he had a good stretch there. He's gone pointless a little bit. Uh, still been pretty reliable. Um, and obviously manager Mitch is high on him enough to move McCarr. Uh, but I thought it was pretty good value to get a seventh back for as you know that's when you still have some less question marky players than than you would in the double digit rounds. Oh yeah, I mean we were looking back at the draft the other day as well, and it's I mean it's kind of a crapshoot everywhere past like it is. the it is. second or third. You know, even in the first round, I like mean, Ryan took Jacob Markstrom and a lot he, of, yeah. I like took Chris Letang, who's been out like all season and not all season, but you know, there's, it's not like you're guaranteed to pick a top 40 or 50 player in the first round or even two rounds. So, um, but yeah, I like that value for Michael. He has a, he's going to have a lot of, a lot of picks in kind of a short time. Um, you have more trades to talk about for him or is that, is that we, it? We do. We do. We've got uh Skinner and well, we'll pick these up as they're less important Skinner and a 21st to manager Brendan for Perron and an 18th. Um, I mean, Skinner, I think is a top 100 player. Yeah. He's uh, doing well on Buffalo very much. So just get you know, points and shots. Um, but that's all right uh, for that price. And why, why not? I know. I think that was kind of the first trade. That started it all uh, because 
at least from the Calgary boys perspective, they, whenever they see a trade proposal for manager, Michael, they're like, Oh, what do we got this time? And, uh, <laughs> and Brendan was like, Oh, that's actually not bad. So, uh, he, he had to accept and started that sale fire there as that was, yeah, that was the first one February as we had that January trade of Shen and a 12th for Kuznetsov and an eighth, um, with manager Mitch manager, you know, Shen's now on Toronto. I'm not sure if he's, he, I, I got to imagine he's playing less than he was in Vancouver. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, they got, they, Toronto got rid of Sandine. Um, so, and they also picked up Jake McCabe. So they're really going for some more grit and sandpaper, whatever you want to call it. But yeah. it's Jake McCabe, Morgan Riley, TJ Brody, Timothy Lilligren, um, Giordano, Shen and I'm Justin Hall. I think I might, I might even be missing someone there. Um, so yeah, they're deep. I don't know. I don't know how much he he'll play, but I don't know. He didn't play like when he was like hitting everyone that moved, he he was never really playing more than 20 minutes a night. I don't think he wasn't logging heavy minutes for the Canucks. I, I don't think at least in the last three games on his, score sheet. So I think he just hits as much as he can in the short period that he's out there. But uh, you're right. Curious to see how much that impacts his value. Yeah. And so the end results uh, for manager Michael's draft positions, he has two sevenths, two eights, uh, two elevenths, and then none in the 12 and 13, three in the 15th round, and he's done by the 18th. So um, hopefully he can hit on those seven and eights and uh, go from there. Yeah, that'll be big, big for him. Um, Cause, and then this two in the 11th, I mean, it already becomes kind of a crapshoot by then three in the 15th, yeah. who knows? Like, um, so he's going to need to get some, I'm sure he'll have a pretty good idea of his, uh, his strategy heading into the draft next year. And, oh, he's just started his own business. So con- congratulations oh, to manager congratulations Michael about to that. Um, and I told him, I was, uh, I was like, you know, the benefit of that is you can make your own schedule and book off the week before the draft. <laughs> so you can really hone in that strategy. Um, so we'll see, we'll see, see how that pans out come, uh, yeah. you know, October next year. And we, we reached out, uh, for his thoughts on, on his draft picks. And he said, my initial thoughts were as I was a fucking genius for being decisive, tearing this thing down systematically leading up to the deadline because trades are so hard to make. I didn't think it was safe to leave everything until the last moment. And then Matt shakes up the entire league by selling a playoff team for parts at the deadline, which pitches me off for two reasons. One, (laughs) I'm no longer the team with the best draft capital. And two, what a fucking pussy for selling on a legit ship contending team. I'd be livid if I was in that locker room. But he's always been an X's and O's kind of guy with a proving winning formula. So who am I to critique his madness? I will say on draft year, Matt this year, Matt said or draft day this year, Matt said he's always wanted to try blowing up his team and tanking for draft picks. So I think he was looking for any excuse he's had he could to sell. Uh, my main takeaway is DJ's advantage ad made the best pure value deadline acquisition by picking up Yari and Patty Kane for an eleventh. If Kane gets traded, that's a monster move. If not, just a good move. And uh, I was like, oh, no mention of your new keeper, Makari. He's like, I'm almost too excited to talk about that. <laughs> I think my keepers are officially the best in the league. It's up to me to capitalize on draft day. JT Miller is a monster, though. So anyone who thought I swindled him is way off the mark. Top four player last year. Top 15 since Horvath, uh, Horvath left town. Triple eligibility. I'm sad to see the man depart, but Kale motherfucking Makari, baby. <laughs> And then he says he can't wait to hear the six-hour breakdown of the trade deadline, which uh, you know we'll we'll probably see what uh, how what this comes in at. Yeah. But, uh, yep. Yeah, he so... sent he sent those uh, those thoughts <laughs> to me pretty quickly after I made my moves, and I told him I was like, I just I think that the gap between the people at the top of the league and the people fighting for those last couple playoff spots is is too big. Um, and for, for me to, cause I, I thought that I would have to do too much buying to be in a similar spot as you guys. And I love, I, I did love my team, but it was, it was a couple of categories that I just wasn't winning. Um, and also having, I think I lost like eight weeks in a row or something like, uh, it was from, a bad streak for you. It was a bad stretch for me. So, um, 
<clears throat> so yeah, Michael can think what he thinks. I told him he can he can talk <laughs> to me about tactics when he wins a championship. Um, and I'm I'm you know we don't want to put play too much spoiler. We've only talked about Michael's trade so far, but I was happy with my returns. Well, that leads us right into our next team, the real Slim Brady. Uh, obviously, manager Matt K. Um, yeah, you know, decided not to give the boys in the room a chance for a three-peat, a chance to own a keeper cycle and, and be a, a, a dynasty by, by a, a, you know, any measure of the word. Um, so leaving legacy on the table for a chance at glory next season. We'll start off with there. While it was in three separate transactions, we, we counted all as one trade here with yours truly, Nelly Spaghetti, the band Nanza Boys combining late on trade deadline day. I was just very on the late floor talking to you on the phone. Yeah. And uh, we finally hammered it out. I received Evander Kane, Jacob Trichtron, and Chandler Stevenson, along with uh, 14th, 20th, and 21st. And sent yeah. you Andre Palat, a seventh, an eighteenth, and a nineteenth. Yep, we'd been talking about Kane and Stevenson for a while. You were looking for those, um, you know, multiple eligi- eligibility face face-off wins. And uh, Kane, when healthy, is a shots and hits machine. Um, so I was. I it was kind of unfortunate that Kane got injured before the deal because I think it did lower the price a bit. Um, you yeah. know, he had, he had been injured for a few games before the deal wasn't really hitting. And then he, the injury came out um, and he's been on the sideline since then, but I think maybe close to returning. He's still, yeah, he's still day to day at the moment, but uh, yeah, he, um, yeah, I don't know it was, uh, it was definitely a tough decision to sell. And the only thing that kind of, I wasn't. I didn't sell until like the last minute. I, my first trade was made at eight forty-seven p.m. on deadline day, eight forty-seven Eastern time, and I think it was the trading. I think the real trade that kind of sold it was the your acquisition from Danny, which I thought made your team a lot better. Yeah. Um, and I was. I just looked top to bottom at my team. I was like, I know that there's a couple categories that on a weekly basis, just, I wouldn't be able to compete with. And then, um, so yeah, decided to, decided to blow it up. But we're still, we are still, we did manage to beat Mitch last week, <laughs> which was kind of wild. Cause I sold him, I, you know, it was a pretty big sell for, for him. Um, so, you know, it's not, can't say the bad news, but you can't ever count out the bad news bears, but, uh, no. It, and yeah, so um, I, I view this one as a, a seventh for 14th, essentially, obviously the 18, 19, 20, 21 are there, but you know, uh, if pixie dust at that point, um, yeah. so if Kane doesn't really come back, that's a risk for me, uh, trick train. I'm almost hoping he doesn't get traded as, uh, his production in Arizona was pretty nice as well as they've got a good playoff schedule. And then Stevenson, yeah, needed some left-wing eligibility. And and with Tavares and Horvat not taking as many face-offs, I, I needed to make sure I wasn't uh, left behind in that category. Your next trade was with manager Jags. You received an eighth-rounder, uh, Matt Murray, Victor Arvidsson. And you sent away a 12th-rounder, uh, Alec Tuck and Billy Husso. Yep, and Alex Tuck is now week to week on the IR, which yeah. is un- unfortunate <laughs> for Jags. Um, Huso has been really good. He had a tough game, well, not a tough game against Tampa. He only let in two goals, but he has let in two goals with eight minutes to play against Ottawa so far. But and that was the thing about about part of the reason that I did decide to sell is it has been such a roller coaster of a season um there's been no consistency especially in net like even Sorokin who's like a top 40 player has just been you know up and down um same with I mean everyone's up and down to in a to a degree it's uh, you know I'm not expecting Huso to be the McDavid of the crease I guess unless you have Allmark um but uh yeah I thought that was I've been wor- I've been talking to Jags for a little while um, I, I love Jags. He's always down to trade. He's always, he always wants to hear what you have to offer. Um, which I really, I appreciate that about him. So I hope, uh, I hope Tuck comes back and who so, you know, performs well for him. 
but uh, I was, and it was a 12th for an eighth. So get, I guess in contrast to Michael who went for just hammering those deals, um, hammering those deals down, you know, getting them done and just getting whatever pick increases he could. I was trying to focus a little bit more on getting some more picks in those earlier rounds because I think that's where it's easier to get a, you know, a high percentage player. So that was, uh, that was the thought process. Not very fair. And, uh, you continued your tear down here with, uh, sending Erasmus, Deline and Sorokin for an 11th and 15th, uh, and 11th and 15th, sorry for Ryan Pollock, who has now been dropped and Uka Pekka Lukonen, uh, a fifth and an 11th, um, and this was to manager Mitch. Uh, yeah, it's rough with Deline out. He does have a blue notice, though. What does it say? He's considered day-to-day still. Uh, he's obviously in great all season. I don't know if he's ever had really any poor streaks. I know Buffalo did have that bad stretch. I'm not sure if he was as affected as, say, Tage or somebody like that. Um, and Sorokin's been great recently. So uh, manager Mitch definitely loading up here, uh, but giving up a fifth. Uh, I mean, you got to be excited to get that uh, in return. Yeah. I mean, like we were just talking about, we looked at the fifth round this year and there was Stetton. It wasn't a hundred percent success rate by any stretch of the imagination, but um, yeah, I'm, you know, it it lets me have a bit of a better strategy to go into the draft. You know, uh, if I have some guys that I want to get and, you know, I should be able to just get them because I'll have, you know, be able to use some of those higher picks if that's if that's what uh, I need to do. Um, unfortunate that I mean, Dallin hasn't really been injured all season, so it's just the luck of the draw that he's out right now. Um, and yeah, Pollock. I think Pollock actually he was like he had an assist and he was like plus three for me last game. Um, Uka Pekalukanen has been rough, but uh, I haven't. <laughs> I, I traded everyone after I already had three goalie starts and was like a 967 save percentage on the week. So I was able to just sit everyone, um, sit everyone going forward. But yeah, definitely happy about that fifth rounder. <coughs> and Excuse then uh, your final trade, which was your first trade with manager Ryan. And this one I met when I saw it, I was like, mm, fuck. Um, there it goes. Because I, I thought I had a, a fairly decent T-Gore uh, compared to the other contenders, but uh, Morrissey and Latang joined Stammer Time along with a 13th, 16th, and 18th pick in return for Heronic and Provorov, a 9th, 11th, and 15th. Um, so pretty, I mean, Morrissey's been an absolute monster. Uh, looking at his latest game log, seems like he's faltered a little bit. I know Winnipeg has kind of shit the bed lately. Uh, and then Latang obviously is great when he's healthy, uh, but that's always a risk there. Yeah, he's only got, I mean, Winnipeg's only scored two goals. They've been outscored uh, 11 to two in their last three games. So no surprise yeah. he's minus six because he's a real minute muncher for them. But uh, 59 points on the season, um, he's been a beast for me. And I remember drafting him because I was like, last year I had Pionk, who I, I you know, I, I love Pionk. I wanted him. He's he's better peripheral guy. And then Morrissey just got all the power play points. And I was like, what the heck's this all about? So I was like, next year I'll take Morrissey instead. And he has been great. So, and Latang, you know, Latang, if he stays healthy, um, I think Ryan would be pretty happy to have him as a fourth or fifth defenseman on that team. He's, uh, you know, Ryan's team is uh, very deep at the moment. I know, and I know it was definitely a, quantity over quality draft pick trade um those three later round picks for three slightly less later round picks but uh ryan was adamant about not wanting to trade um not wanting to give up too many of his early round picks so just went for the quantity there yeah and uh your total haul ended you with a great little pick selection here two in the fifth two in the seventh eighth and ninth and 11th, and then you have a bit of a bearish stretch between 12 and 14, you don't pick. Uh, 16 and 20th and 21st, you're out with two more in the 19th. So um, I think you'll be able to put together quite a nice squad. Um, I assume you're keeping Rage Tage. And uh, who else you got on that squad? Eichel and uh, the mutant Mr. Brady. 
Ah, uh, yes, of course. How could I forget? The How namesake, could you forget? My hero, real Slim Brady. Uh, he's but yeah, just so, been on a tear over the he last. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, as many shots and hits as he could possibly. He's 16th overall in the season right now, too. What a what an absolute beauty. <clears throat> and uh, so we'll head into it. So that kind of covers our two biggest sellers. Uh, so we'll head into some of our buyer teams here, starting off with manager Mitch and Top Shifley. Uh, we discussed him adding Deline and Sorokin. Uh, we discussed him adding Miller and Manson, and we discussed him adding McAvoy and Shen. So we've covered all of his trades here. Um, overall, uh, if we take a peek at his draft picks, what he traded away, uh, where is Top Shifley? Has he changed his name again as well? No, no he's, he's missing right. a fifth, a seventh, yeah. and an eighth. Yeah, fifth, seventh, eighth, and then he's got two picks through 11, 12, and 13. So, um, I yeah, I, I think yeah, it, it, that's tough to only have the two picks uh, before you get to round nine. Um, but we'll see if he's able to overcome that. Right now, he's on a bit of a, a losing spiral here after the, the model projected him to win out, but the eye test knew better. Um, so we'll see if he's... God, man, because playoffs is so close. I don't want to get into it too much right now, but uh, it's very tight there, and nobody is guaranteed outside of, I'd say, myself and Ryan. Um, so we'll see who ends up there. But uh, any thoughts on manager at Mitch's Hall? Yeah, he's definitely going for it. Um, where is he? He's in third right now, I think. Um, yes, yeah, he's got uh, 21 points. Yeah, 21. He he's plays. only got one more point than me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's playing. Dan- he's playing Danny he, this week. He does so play you, Danny, but uh, yeah, so Danny think that should be a win. Been but, winning um, a couple of matchups, so he has him and Neil. Are they're up to seven combined wins on the season? I so know. Um, it is certainly a close playoff race. Um, yeah. And, and you, then, I mean, heck, you sold your team last year and then snuck the playoffs <laughs> yeah, anyways, didn't yeah. you? So I did. It's um, not like I'm not yeah, fighting. Arguably, the the returns did better than than who I sent away through that final stretch, but uh, yeah, manager Mitch will be all hands on deck here to make playoffs after moving that much draft capital. Uh, we'll head on to our next team, which was manager Jakes with a big cat's back. <laughs> Got that backwards, <clears throat> but sometimes sound travels slower than light. Um, <laughs> 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 all our physics teachers would love that yeah. one yeah I bet they would. Oh, uh so we talked about the takuso trade where he gave up the only eight. sometimes though sometimes <laughs> sound just comes out of nowhere and all the all yeah. the betters yeah. are just they lose all their money <laughs> yeah you never know oh, and then, uh one we didn't discuss was him and ryan swapping zegris uh he he traded zegris and got eric Halla for 14th and 19th uh, sorry, 14th went to Ryan, 19th went to Mitch, or sorry, Jakes, which is kind of crazy, that draft pick trade, when you look at other draft pick trades. Uh, maybe I'm undervaluing Eric Halla. Um, yeah, that's less than the Marc-Andre Fleury, the Devin Tays. Yeah. It's closer to the to the uh, Patty Kane, Tristan Yari deal, Yeah, the 19th so. for the 11th. So, um Maybe I get why maybe. manager Ryan did it. I'm not sure why. I assume manager Jags wants that, you know, dual eligibility face off. Um, and I know manager Ryan said that he was regretting uh, making that trade after he saw other acquisitions come through. But uh, we'll continue down through manager Jags' trades. He had that flurry. And then uh, his big one here was uh, Kreider. And around 13th, he received, uh, and he traded Brian Rust in a ninth to uh, manager Neil. So, uh, a quiet, did he, I think, did he have Kreider last year? I can't remember who had Kreider I believe last year. so. I believe so. Yeah, I think he reacquaints himself with, uh, with this guy who had that career year. Um, nine to 13, once again, like, you look at it and you're like, okay, but then you kind of look at it in relative to a bunch of the other trades and you're like, oh. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess, uh, he gets, once again, he gets that dual eligibility, gives up rust, not a, not a bad trade overall. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, it looks like Kreider, I'm sure Kreider will get bumped off of that first power play unit to make room for Kane as well. Um, he's still right now, he's on the first line with Zibanejad and Tarasenko. You think that Barkley Goodrow would get bumped down for Kane on the second line with Panarin and Trocek. But um, yeah, I mean, still, I think the Rangers just have so much firepower. They could, you know, only so many people can get points unless they're scoring six or seven goals a night. So be interesting to see how that, uh, how that plays out. They're really all in on that. Uh, as well especially. as like, you know, you look at Edmonton's power play and like three people get reliably points on it. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. Only, yeah, you can only get three points on, on each, each goal. Uh, we talked about the Aaron Eckblad and Tanner's, you know, and then we had earlier this year, we've already talked about those, so we won't discuss that. Uh, but yeah, manager Jags is going for it. Uh, he's, he's liking his team. He's feeling confident overall in terms of his draft picks. He has given up eight, nine and 10 and 11. Holy Toledo. So that is going to be a long wait from round seven to 12, uh, where he then has two picks in 12 and 13, uh, none in 14 and then 17, 18 and 19. He's got two. So, um, I didn't realize that he had that big of a gap. Uh, that's uh, that'll be fun. <laughs> that is a, with him. a huge <laughs> gap. <laughs> He's just gonna. There's gonna be players. I mean, he. I think he. When I talked to him about it, he wanted to at least keep rounds five through seven. Or was that you? That's fair. Uh, I, I. I think. Well, yeah. I. Or you I, wanted I to keep four through six. I. I thought. I thought five through. Yeah. I wanted to keep my first three picks. Yeah, he's um, kept his first four and then sold yeah. everything after that. So he's hoping that he hits on those early round picks. Um, and his his keepers are pretty good, I think. Um, are they? I need to remember. Vasilevsky, Crosby, Crosby. And... Oh, he's got one um, more, doesn't he? Landeskog, probably. And Landeskog, yeah. I think it was Landeskog. So, um, wow, Ottawa's put up four on Detroit so far. That's what I like to um, see. And Brady with no points. Come on, you bum. <laughs> Too bad the trade deadline's passed. I can't threaten. Uh, anyways. Yeah, they all have job security now. These these top-ranked guys, they, they don't have they to do. worry about uh, getting dropped. Um, so we'll head on to our next contestant, Manager Neil, sorry, Manager Steele with Nelly Spaghetti. <laughs> That's me. Uh, we talked about my big Kane, Stricture, and Stevenson trade with you. Uh, the other one with manager gritty and this one was kind of my first, um, I, I, this was, was holding up all the other trades from my perspective, uh, sent away Brat Skinner and an eighth and got Giroux, Vanacek and a 14th. I think this really shored up my goaltending situation, although Vanacek has been pretty poor lately, but, uh, the devils are good. He's been good. I don't anticipate him losing his crease. Um, and Giroux gives me that once again that dual fa- face-off eligibility, and he's been point you know getting a lot of shots and points lately. So um, I, I quite like that. Felt it really filled a need for my team. Uh, we t- had that Confer and Polymeri one previously that we've discussed. Confer's been yep. an absolute animal. Um, so in quite happy with in the uh, point wise too. He's got what he's got. Has he been? Yeah, he's two. Oh yeah, look at that! Holy. Six, nine points in his last six games, five games, like, yeah. Sign me up three consecutive 15 point, 15 face off win games. I don't know how his ranking is still in just in 94th. He's got to be much got, higher. Yeah. Like I, cause I kept looking at him. Um, cause I was like, he's just winning face offs like an absolute madman. And normally face offs are the key to Yahoo's heart when it comes to making it into the top, you know, 70 or 80. It's like, I feel yeah. like the, the climb is pretty quick, although I guess it is relatively late in the season um, for him to be making that jump. But uh, let's see, what is he over the last 14 days? He's ranked ninth. So there you go. That is... Yeah, so enjoying, enjoying the pudding. Playoffs. But uh, yeah, and I so I ended up giving uh, a seventh and an eighth rounder. Uh, I've got two 14ths, and then I don't pick in the 18th and 19th, and I have two in the 20th and three in the 21st round. So uh, <laughs> that will be my round to dominate. And yep. uh, yeah, I'm sure I'll, I'll uh, you know, there was, there was still tons of players at, well, not tons, but lots of players at the end of the draft this year 
um, that I was furiously, you know, throwing my IR guys on and picking them up as quickly as I could. So we'll see what's there for me. Uh, I don't mind giving up. You know, I've never had a good eighth round in a long time. Uh, it was <laughs> Reinhardt this year and Nick Ash last year. And I was like, you know, fuck it. Who needs an eighth if you can't do it? Can't right? have a bad eighth rounder if you don't have a pick. Exactly. Yeah, there's that logic. Uh, so I'm excited. My team, I think, is looking very deep. And I still have Chicktron and Kane on the IR. So uh, it should be good. We'll move on to Manager Neil with one nut wheeler. <laughs> uh, we have discussed two of his trades as he sent Kreider and Comfer. Uh, but his biggest trade and... Uh, you know, this one always, I look at it, you know, it's, he, Barkov has been injured, but Barkov and an 11th rounder to manager Ryan in return for Mitch Marner and an 8th rounder. Um, I mean, it's tough when you see that Marner's got 8 assists in the last 3 games. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's so good at passing the puck, it's crazy. But Barkov just offers so much more. Uh, on top of pretty good point production. Obviously, injuries have uh, kind of come in quite a bit here the last few seasons, but um, I I see it from both sides. Uh, you know, I'm probably upset because I didn't make the trade myself, which means I like it for manager Ryan. Me too. Um, and, I just didn't uh, have a Marner to give away. I, man, I would have given like a Johnny T or uh, whatever. Um Really? Well, I think so. Yeah. It'd be tough. Like, I mean, that was before the Leafs traded for O'Reilly, right? So um, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, fifth. it was. Yeah, fifth. I think that was earlier. And that, so like that, uh, before I, I just, O'Reilly I just always came view in. Barkov is higher than, than Tavares and we're, we're two peas. I, I love Barkov. And I just, I, <laughs> especially because every time you look at his, um, you know, his game log, he's got like, he's like a Bergeron-esque level faceoff yeah. winner. He has been. He hasn't been recently. I think he's dealing with a hand no. injury, so they might be yeah. reducing his draws. Yeah, Ryan and... taking a bunch of his draws. Yeah, which works out well for you. But uh, yeah, I've always loved Barkov, but he is really um, made of glass. He's getting injured all the time. So, you know, we can, I think I, like, I would love to be on Ryan's side of that trade too. I think that Barkov makes his team a lot better and gives him, more value and more um you know definitely more ammunition to take into the playoffs but if he's injured he can't help so we'll yeah, hopefully no, he can come true. back and stay healthy but uh and marner i don't think marner's missed a game all season he never misses games um he's just very you know knock on wood but he's uh very smart about that even though he does play on the penalty kill and so Neil in this lost season uh, has managed to stock the cupboards a little uh, with two picks in the eighth and ninth round, uh, no picks in the 11th and 13th, and then two in the 14th. Um, so not uh, embarrassment of riches, but if he can hit on those picks and go from there and hope Marner keeps, you know, has a great season next year as well, as that will be pretty, pretty key. Because uh, yeah, that's that's where the risk I think is is that Barkov has a significantly better season. Um, I don't yeah. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I think the potential is is a lot higher for him over Marner. Uh, so we'll head into manager Jeff with a whole new world. Ha! Um, he had just the one trade around deadline time here. Uh, we talked about the Martin February for Petrie and Oshi. From a value standpoint, uh, you know, we discussed it. I think he did a great job um, getting to, well, I mean, Petrie can be a top-tier D, and uh, Oshie's been a beast lately, so the the pro scouting department over there is doing a good job, at least so far. Um, in terms of draft picks here, he's uh, got all of his picks up to number 10. He's got two. Uh, none in the 15, none in the 18, and two in the 20. So not a not a lot of change for him. Um, so he's he's hoping he can get into playoffs with his current squad. Yeah, where did he get that 10th rounder from? From the uh, Hans Lindholm trade. Uh, okay, yeah, for, for Brandon Shen. Shen. Yeah. Yeah, which uh, Shen's been pretty good lately too. Well, at least 
um, peripheral wise, face off wise, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, he said he Lindholm's... didn't want to change the room too much as we like the chemistry we've built. We're proud of the season we've had and we'll see where it lands us when it all comes to a close. We like our future and want to continue to compete now. So uh, that was the very professional remarks from uh, manager Jeff uh, with the A Whole New Worlds. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we're, we're getting to our, our lower trade teams here. If you haven't, uh, we've, there was a mystery, or sorry, there was a method to our madness, not a mystery. Uh, <laughs> so we'll head into but DJ. Still a mystery. The listeners have no idea it's what's true. going on. But, but, yeah, uh, Kaner and Brendan. Uh, we've talked about his trades here. Uh, he got Yari, Kane, and Skinner, and he gave up an 11th and an 18th rounder. Um, so, you know, he's, I, I, I don't think he made enough additions to be a championship contending team, although you never know what happens week to week. Um, but he didn't really give up enough draft picks that it, that it hurts him either way. I think he was hoping, well, actually, I don't know. I, I, he was obviously gun shy from last season. Yeah. And, uh, yes, he knows better than anybody that adding to a great team doesn't guarantee you anything. Uh, but so for him, draft picks, he doesn't have an 11th and an 18th, and he's got two in the 19th and the 21st. Essentially, essentially nothing. And when you really think about it, like one player in the 11th is not going to make or break your draft. And last year he was missing his fifth, sixth, and seventh, I think. Right. Yeah. I think he took his fourth and then he had to miss his fifth, sixth, and seventh. So the, that can break your draft. <laughs> and, and, Missing, and it did. Yeah. It certainly did in this case. I think he's he's done well for for recovering from that. But uh, yeah, I, yeah. Um, and so we'll head into manager Ryan, our league leader with Stammer Time. We talked about him adding Morrissey and Latang. We talked about him adding Segris, and we talked about him adding Barkov. But perhaps his biggest trade was Jason Robertson for Alex Ovechkin. Um, this one, Danny decided to look at his phone and accept a couple trades in, in seconds because he accepted mine like the same minute. Um, <laughs> but yeah, big trade. Uh, that is a big trade. No I, draft I, picks. I think I like it for Danny. Yeah, straight up. Um, yeah, because oh, obviously Ovi's Ovi, but you know Robertson... Uh, I have more faith in Robertson continuing his performance or getting better than I do with Ovechkin continuing to beat Father Time, at least in the hitting department. I could see that coming down. But yeah, uh, yeah int- both left wing for left wing, so nothing to separate them on the position front. Um, but yeah, an, an interesting trade. I, I, I don't know what sparked it. I know I was we were talking in Seattle about a couple and he thought one of my ideas was was interesting on a Bergeron straight up for Tavares trade so perhaps that's where the inspiration came from or maybe I'm just reaching but uh, manager Ryan's draft capital in the end he's given up his eighth and ninth uh, adds two in the 13th and 14th and 16th and 18th I guess and misses the 15th and 19th so really it's just that eight nine gap um but uh, not not a big price to pay, particularly for those you know that defensive re, re- tool. Yeah, I think the I I I think that the I mean Robertson has been has slowed down a little bit in the second half of the season. Um, you know, he yeah, hasn't been bad sure. by any stretch, but he was in he was incredible early on. Um, he was top ten for sure in the like you know first half of the season. Um, he's dropped down to 17 now, so he's certainly still good, but, uh, I like, I think I actually kind of like the trade for Ryan for this season too. Cause I mean, I think Ovechkin, um, I think Ovechkin is more likely to give him that extra value going into playoffs. Um, if he, you know, if he can continue to tack in some points on the power play and then, although it seems like Washington's selling a little bit as well. They, so, they are. Yeah. Um, so hopefully he gets the value out of him. I mean, Ovi also is like just such a big name. He's been one of the, you know, three or four biggest names in fantasy hockey in the last like 12 years or something. So, and and especially in the banger leagues that we know and love, he's just been a shots and hits. He was Brady Kachuk before Brady Kachuk existed. So, (laughs) um, yeah, but for Danny, I mean, Robertson definitely, 
Um, I can't say he only can go up because he's had an incredible season. So hopefully he keeps it up for next yeah. year. That would yeah, be I, I don't think he's going to get significantly worse by, by any stretch. Uh, I think he's yeah. proved it over the last two seasons here in Dallas. Um, yeah, I think they have enough pieces to continue to to at least offer one good unit. Obviously, Pavelski, when he goes, will hurt. Uh, but we'll head on to our next team manager, Gritty. Uh, we've talked about his two trades here. He was a bit of a seller. He had that Robertson for Ovi, uh, and he received an eighth rounder from me in returns for Giroux and Vanacek. Uh, and he's, you know, he got Brat and Skinner, who uh, Brat's, you know, not doing terrible, and Skinner is doing a little terrible, but that's life. Um, so for him, in terms of picks, he just has that extra one in the eighth. Uh, and none in the 14th, but uh, glad to see manager Danny making some moves. Um, I know, I don't know what Ryan's experience was, but I had to hound her and pester a little bit to, to get this screw Vanacek uh, across the finish line. But I guess he's, he's been busy uh, arresting the bad guys. So uh, I was trying to think of a, a team, a cop theme for announcing manager gritty. I don't know if it was be like, Bad boys, bad boy, or, you know, something. You know, we'll, 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 we'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. We will workshop it. Um, uh, that's so but, funny. Uh, I don't know, like Team Gritty, like Brooklyn Nine Nine. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll workshop it. We'll uh, we'll send our intern out on a, on a feeler. But uh, great to see manager Danny making some moves and still trying to play spoiler down this final stretch. Uh, so we'll head into our notorious manager. Uh, who does not like trades, either seeing them uh, or making them. Manager Matt Poppy with Stash Poppy. Uh, he just made the one trade here, flipping. He gave a 17th and got an 18th as he uh, received Taze for Manson. Um, I understand why he did it. You know, Manson had great two games from pickup, but Taze, particularly if Makar is out, uh, he, I don't know why he was playing power play one over Byram, but uh, I'll have to get into Colorado's ear on that one. Yeah. Um, but Taze is, you know, Colorado's got a sick playoff schedule. He's, you know, he's a good perifs and shots and points kind of guy. So certainly don't hate the trade at all for him. Uh, kind of, kind of locks in, I guess, most of Manson's potential, um, or recent performance, I should say. Uh, so, uh, obviously no, no big trades for him. Um, and I think it's similar to manager Brendan where, I don't think this team has added enough to be competitive, but once again, you know, you never know week to week. I think Matt T was probably in a similar position to me in terms of he just decided not to sell or not to buy. Um, you know, if, if he, cause I talked to him about seeing if he could pick, pick up some of my guys. Cause I thought he had some room on, especially on the back end um, for, some of my, you know, like Latang and Morrissey and that kind of thing before Ryan uh, swooped in, but he and but he was not, he was just not in, not interested. He was just going to let it ride, which is, you know, that's fair. We can't have can't have there just be two teams going for the championship. Um, it wouldn't be very good if everyone just, you know, didn't think they had a shot. But uh, you know, he's definitely got some troubles potentially in net uh copley campbell and samsonoff is not um the best one two three in the league but uh yeah he's just gonna let it ride didn't want to spend those assets loves he likes to keep his draft picks and do the draft uh you know as close to normal as possible i think yeah he did offer me i think uh trocek gensel and samsonoff for a seventh tenth and eleventh and i was like do you mean like I'm giving you a 10th and 11th for, or sorry, I'm giving you a 7th and you're giving me a 10th and 11th? He's like, no, no, you're giving me all of them. I was like, ah, it's a little too rich for my blood, um, yeah. particularly with the prices that were out there. Uh, I, I did forget, sorry, I, I talked to everybody on a different platform, whether it's WhatsApp, Instagram, or Messenger, or actual text messages. So all of my thoughts are mixed up here. Manager Brendan did have some thoughts for the pod. Uh, he was hoping Kane can stay hot and glad Yari is back so he can stabilize the crease. Otherwise, since I'm in the mushy middle, didn't want to do too much. And he's hoping to see a first-time winner this year. Uh, so shots fired at the current buy holders and uh, and the sneaky deadline seller trying to get back in. Uh, but other yeah. than that, I think 
yeah, so we'll see what happens there. And did we? I think we have our final team of manager Drew with Ratman returns. And he did not make any trades this deadline. He had his last ones at Christmas Eve. Um, I was trying to, you know, maybe do a Bergeron swip or, or get Allmark, but uh, the prices were too high. So we, uh, we yeah. reconvened later. Um, but uh, yeah, manager Drew decided to stay pat and, uh, and uh, not have any sells. I think he might be the only one to have all of his draft packs picks. Yeah, I think Drew and I talked about some trades slightly earlier in the season, and there was no coming to an agreement about about the value of the players. So, um, but that's, you know, it's fine. Everyone, you know, everyone probably values their own team a little bit higher than, you know, the people who are looking to buy. But, you know, why? Why would someone come in and be like, "Wow, that guy is the best. I'll pay anything for him." <laughs> so it's de- it's definitely uh, it's fair, and I will and I will also say there's no one rejected trades quicker than Brendan and Matt T. <laughs> I, I sent them, you know, just trying trying to get rid of the last couple pieces, and uh, it was uh, it was very quick to reject. And I was like, there, I think they were fair deals. They just didn't want to just didn't want to trade, which is fine. Yeah, um, yeah, I kicked but, tires on Georgiev at the end there, uh, but uh, he said unless it's your first round pick, and I was like, I assume you mean fourth, and uh, in that case, no, thank you, sir. Um, yeah, and I get it. You know, he's he's still very much in the playoff race. Both of them are. Uh, there's probably a tax on your uh, your buying as well. I think. Uh, maybe I don't know. I, well, you know what? So four of them can make it, and I would say there's six contenders. So two people are going to be uh, left out in the cold this year. But uh, I think that kind of wraps up our our trade line deadline episode. This one <laughs> it did turn into a longer one, as we had a, a wild wild week, uh, particularly the last couple of days. Yeah, it was fun. I'd never been a seller before, and uh... <laughs> it's exhilarating, eh? It, 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 it happened very quickly. I was, I was pretty content to, uh, just kind of let it ride similar to, you know, Matt T, but then, cause no one wanted, no one wanted to pay the prices that I was looking to get for, cause I knew I had some good pieces and then it started with Ryan. And then I actually, I was looking at the, let me bring it up. The, the timing of those deals, cause it was drinking water from a fire hose. Um, <laughs> So I traded, my first trade was accepted with Ryan at 8.47 p.m. And then we had the Mitch trade, the Dahlin and Sorokin for Pollock and uh, 6K. That was at 8.50 p.m. And then the Jags trade with Tuck and Huso. That was at 8.55 p.m. So so my team was torn apart in eight minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Did you you get any bidding wars going on or was everybody interested in different pieces? Uh, it kind of worked out that people were partially they were interested in different pieces and partially I was able to, you know, like I think Jags would have been interested pieces, in Sorokin yeah. if I had put Sorokin at the front of the table. But luckily, Huso had been my best goalie in the last, you know, three weeks. Um, and he'd been like, look, look at his game log. He's played like every game except two in the last like. 13 games or something. I don't, I don't know. It looks like 12 or 13 games. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a heck of a time. And then, yeah. And Michael was not happy the next day for multiple reasons. (laughs) (laughs) So, which is fair, you know, I, I see where he's coming from, especially having, I don't know if he's been in playoffs yet. I'd probably not. I I think he made playoffs last year. Did he? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. We played each other in the first round. Oh, okay. There you go. So, bad memory but um yeah i'm sh- i know he's gonna well now we have we even it makes our rivalry week last week even more interesting because we mm-hmm. both sold a lot of our good players so and you might um, you might still be going for a playoff spot i might still be i haven't uh you know I, i'm not letting anyone in the dressing room throw in the towel even though the general manager not. has clearly waved <laughs> the white flag <laughs> indeed well thanks for tuning in you got any final thoughts Oh, good luck to everyone. It's probably the tightest playoff race we've had coming down to the wire. So I'm just very excited and curious to see who makes the cut. 
All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for trading. Have a good week, everybody. Bye-bye.